Hello, my friends. This is Lexi. Today is Saturday, January 6th. Just wanted to check in with you guys and kind of maybe do a bit of a longer episode now that I have time to sit and talk and ramble and go off on tangents. So apologies if this one's a little bit more disorganized um, or longer. But one thing I really wanted to kind of discuss today is an AANA Al-Anon slogan called Let Go, Let God. Um, I think it's one that I personally struggle some of the hardest with because I am a control freak, right? I need to be in control of everything at time, like at, at all times and always know what's happening with who, what, when, where, why, and how, right? And sometimes we really need to just kind of remember to let it go and let God or your higher power, whatever authoritative figure you want to insert in there. And I did I did touch on higher power and God and everything in my last podcast, my episode four. Um, but I do want to say when I say God, I'm, you know, I'm not I was raised Catholic, but I don't consider myself Catholic anymore. I'm kind of in a weird in between between Buddhism and Christianity. So whatever that's called, (laughs) Um, and I'm not necessarily labeling it. I pray and I pray to something that I call my God, right? And I think it's important that we all have a higher power because without that, you know, where are you getting your guidance from? As long as you're getting it from your therapist, if you don't have a therapist, where are you getting your guidance from? What footsteps are you following right now? And are they good footsteps to follow? You know, are you trusting your intuition? Are you freeballing it? Like, I'm curious to know. I'm genuinely asked. But I know that me, personally, I have to keep my God and my higher power in my life for me to keep my focus and my direction. And what I mean by that is if you listen to my last episode, I was very emotional And I've had another emotional day today, um, and that's because I've learned that for the past 32 years, (laughs) I've been putting my higher power in other people, right? And people are not a good higher power to put your faith and hope and put your all into because people are not perfect. They are not perfect human beings. And for example, with my my best friend that um, I was discussing on our last episode, I I think I honestly kind of made her my higher power and I would vent to her, I would talk with her, you know, like as best friends do, but it was always more than that. We always told each other, you're my favorite person, you're my favorite person. And if I asked her her opinion or her judgment on something, I believed it without question, without judgment. Like, is this guy cute? No, cool, I don't like him either. I mean, flat out, you know? <laughs> And that's not healthy. And I learned I don't only do that in my friendships, but I did that in my relationships as well. And one person I could never seem to be able to do that with, unfortunately, or fortunately, however you want to look at it, um, was my ex-husband. And I do think that that's why we had um, issues and why we are divorced now is because I couldn't put my faith and hope and beliefs into him the same that I could do around other people. And he saw that, why don't you trust me as much as you trust these other people in your life that you talk to more? My answer was always, I don't know, I like them more. (laughs) 
And um, if you're listening to my ex-husband, I, I once again, I apologize for ruining your 30s, but I am so excited to see what we accomplished together during your 40s with our kids, man. We have a we have a wild 17 years ahead of us and I'm I'm excited. Um I hope you are too. But if not, maybe learn to let go and let God. So let's dive into it, guys. And one thing, um, you know, discussing on ex-friendships, ex-husbands, ex-boyfriends, shit, ex-parents, right, is kind of what we've discussed before is that forgiveness and acceptance and that final step of letting go and letting God or i.e. higher power, whatever the case may be. That being said, it's really easy to say, but it's really hard to do. Um, and that's where, for me personally, prayer comes in. And I, um, I want to talk to you guys about my ex-boyfriend. And I'm going to get emotional again. And that's okay. Because I'm still just me. I'm still just <laughs> Lexi Lexi. And um, my ex-boyfriend was my high school sweetheart. And he was the first love of my life. Um, and we reconnected this year and we had a relationship over the summer. Um, and I learned in that short, brief span of a relationship, how utterly insanely batshit crazy I actually was when I am not medicated. And honey, if you're listening, I am sorry to you too. (laughs) Um, but probably for different reasons, you know? Um, But one thing I have recently figured out when I was discussing my insecurities were that a lot of my insecurities stemmed from our relationship that we had when we were teenagers. Um, And don't quote me, you know, I may have said this before, don't quote me on this. I want to say that each one of our relationships, because we were always off and on, off and on for a period of time when we were teenagers, And every one of those relationships usually ended because he cheated on me or shit, I may have cheated on him or whatever the case may be, right? Infidelity. Um, And any time I have ever been cheated on by an ex-boyfriend, because there have been several, he was not the first, he was not the last. Don't get me wrong. He was just the most important. Um, But any time I'd ever been cheated on, it always makes you feel unworthy, unloved, un- not pretty, not thin enough or too big or whatever the case may be. It causes these insecurities that you have in yourself to rise to the surface and kind of take over your mind for a little bit. And maybe that's just mental illness. Maybe that's everybody. I don't know. I know that I'm mentally ill. And whenever I had ex-boyfriends cheat on me, I felt really pissed off at them and really shitty about myself. <laughs> um And I think it all kind of started with that relationship. And what that means is uh, I think that he and I may have essentially trauma bonded in a way, quite honestly, right? And um, all of those, every single one of those insecurities from my teenage years resurfaced during our brief relationship that we had this past summer. And... um, Something else happened, though. I learned that he is not the same person at 31 that he was at 19. He had grown as a person. His character had evolved. He had developed more. 
And um, I had two. I was not still the gawky, gawky? Yeah, gawky, gawky, awkward teenager that had bad skin problems. And I felt like I didn't fit into my own body, right? I became more confident in myself. I had never, I, I had lost in my 20s this confidence that I had retained when I was a teenager. And I'm starting to kind of get it back. And you guys may hear it in my voice. You may hear some episodes where it's like, she sounds different. And that <laughs> this may be one of them. Um, and that's confidence. And it's hard to regain that confidence that you lose over time from dealing with your insecurities, from dealing with your traumas and everything else. Um, but because he had installed this confidence in me, I started to do the same thing that I had done with my best friend. And I started to kind of picture him as my higher power. This man is going to fix everything in my life. He, sorry if you hear my dog barking, um, but he is going to fix everything in my life. He is going to save me from my current situation. He is going to, he is going to be perfect. He is perfect. And that's the problem. Not one person in this world is a perfect human being. So why do we put expectations on our significant others to be perfect? It's not possible. And if your significant other is not putting that expectation on you and you're putting it on yourself, that's not okay either. So just keep in mind, where, why do you feel the need to be perfect? Where is that stemming from? For me personally, it was always because I was told I'm too much. You're too loud. You're too excited. You're too hyper. You're too angry. You're too depressed. You're too much. And so what I would do is bottle everything. And I would bottle, 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 bottle. And of course, bam, explode on the wrong person. Like my best friend who's no longer speaking to me for the wrong things. Instead of talking things out like adults with rationality and logic and speaking like human beings. And the reason that I think we struggle with that, again, not to just blame mental illness, but it's also because we're not developed enough. Our brains haven't been developed enough because we missed that crucial step when we were, you know, teenagers, early, mid-20s on how to properly communicate with people. Me personally, I didn't really go to college. I went, I went to, I went to TCU for a year, and then they got sick of my ass, and um, I, I entered the workforce, right? And so I learned how to communicate with people by working with them, and because I was insecure and twenty, and working with thirty-two year olds, that made me feel even more insecure about myself. I never knew I was pretty. Not a day in my life has gone by where I've thought of myself as an attractive person. Um, I still don't kind of most days (laughs) and that's okay too, you know, and because I didn't have this confidence in my own physical appearance in the workplace, these, these 30, 40, 50 year olds that I was working with, of course, would not take me seriously. Um, why should they, right? I don't have the experience and, uh, I do now. But the, the key to it was I never learned how to overcome those insecurities and speak up for myself and be an advocate for myself first. 
and let go of the rest of the bullshit and let it go and let God. I can't fix how people speak to me. I can't fix how people treat me. I can't fix if my boyfriend cheats on me, right? We can't control the actions of others. But what we can do is we can control our reaction to others. Hmm. And if you have a bad habit of reacting badly or poorly to others, I highly encourage you to look into the reasoning of that as on the why, right? Is it because you need to work on communication? Is it because you're misunderstood? Is it because you're not clearly stating your needs versus your wants, which we will get into that. We may do that today, matter of fact. Definitely, if you're, if you're having issues communicating with people, sit down and figure out the why behind it. It may not be with them. And it may not be simple as, oh, we, we're really shitty at texting. Maybe we need to pick up the phone and call each other. It may be our personalities are too conflicting for us to have a good relationship. And that's a sad fact, but it is a fact that happens. There are some people that we simply cannot have in our life, like I discussed, for our mental health, our physical well-being, whatever the case may be. And having the courage and empathy to cut those people out of our life when appropriate. I have been cut out of people's lives. I've had to cut people out of my life. I've had people cut me out of their life that I never thought they would. I, I mentioned my best friend that I don't speak to a lot, but... Something I haven't mentioned to you all is I lost about three, four years ago, I lost a best friend of over 15 years because I said the wrong shit at the wrong time. And that is one of my biggest regrets to date because I reacted badly. And after I lost that friendship, I learned to start looking into why do I react poorly to negative situations? Why can I not let go and let God? Oh, because I'm a control freak and I need to be in control of it. And if I fuck something up, I feel personally responsible for fixing it. Is it something I can always fix? Maybe. Is it something that I'm going to try to fix anyways? Probably. Is it something I shouldn't even be messing with and trying to fix? Probably. <laughs> because we're human. And I want to kind of go back to those needs versus wants. We've talked about survival mode versus living. Kind of touches on the needs and the wants as well. Um, a few months ago when I learned that I'm a poor communicator, when I started with the bare minimum basics and I started working on whenever I communicate with people, I'm going to slow down and speak clearly and state my needs, not my wants. So for example, with work, Instead of saying, this is missing a delivery time, why isn't this updated correctly? I simply state, I need a delivery time on this, please. And I get one. <laughs> it's crazy how being polite and simply stating your needs makes a difference in your life. And that, that applies in every situation anywhere, right? I need $20 on pump four. I need six dozen eggs. I need a new role in my job. I need better friends. Figure out your needs. And then we can build to wants. 
but you have to have your basic needs met for survival before you can truly start living. And in order to figure out what your basic needs are, you have to do that deep dive, moral, fearless, searching inventory of yourself and figure out who are the good people that I need in my life and who are the people that I want in my life. The people I need, I need. The people I want, how bad do I want them? Are they a want or are they a need? I do not need my ex-best friend. I do not need my ex-boyfriend. I want them, but I don't need them. I need my ex-husband. Because he is the father of my children, and I need my children. I hope that makes sense. Um, let me know if it doesn't. I'd be more than happy to go into more detail on that. But the tricky part of it is whenever we, we figure out those needs versus the wants, it's letting go of the excess baggage, right? Letting go and letting God and letting people go with love. I do not need you in my life nor do I want you around the people that I need. I have to let you go and leave it to God. And it's hard. It is so hard. I, I To this day, I do not want to let go of my ex-boyfriend. It's very hard. But I need to. Because it's not healthy to hold on like that. I need to let go of my best friend. And I'm ready to do that. We have to be ready in order to let go of the people that we no longer need in our life so we're able to hold on to the people that we want in our life. We have to free up that space, free up that bandwidth in our storage for the people that we want in our life that can further benefit our lives and enrich our lives. And we have the capacity and the bandwidth to do the same for them. And if it's at a point where that's not possible anymore, then it's let go and let God and love from a distance. And it's a really hard thing to do. But it's something that each and every one of us needs to do for our own mental health and our mental stability. If you don't have anybody in your life where you you think that that description fits of needs versus wants and you're like, no, I'm good then congratulations. You have, you have the most perfect support system around you. Um, you have your village and I am jealous of you. Um, I have mine and I know who it is now and I know the people in it, um, but it took me a very long time to get here. And so if you're still searching, if you're still trying to find your village, know that there's hope out there, that you will eventually find them. And if you need help, I can be part of your village too if you let me in. Um, yeah. If not, worst, worst case scenario, if all else fails, let go and let God. Not as long as I was expecting, but still a good talk. And I do want to end with a positive affirmation. Um, outside of let go, let God, <laughs> which is um, you are beautiful, you are stronger than you know, and you are perfect in your God's 
or higher power's eyes. I love you guys. Thanks for listening. Bye.